right. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. This is episode 22 in the year 2018. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And uh, yeah, well, it is January 2nd. Yesterday was New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, so most people are probably trying to get over a hangover and stuff, so I won't be too loud for you. I mean, if, uh, if they're on a day two hangover, that's a rough one. Yeah, Have yeah. you had many day two hangovers? I've had, I can think of one. One, I, I kind of had two. The only ones are bad. Some of them I, I do because my friends would be like, hey, let's, you know, finish off all the alcohol, and we would do that. <laughs> on new year's day that's my saving grace sometimes is we'd finish off the alcohol and then it would be like hey i want more alcohol oh there is none yeah so i'm getting older i really don't care for drinking that much i like to have you know beer here and there or like me i had mimosas so fancy as hoity toity as andy says you watch fraser while you drank them too <laughs> That's why I watched the Winter Classic, uh, Rangers versus Buffalo Sabres on the outdoor oh, yeah. game, and the Rangers won. Yes. Well, everyone else was watching college football. Yeah, Bama and uh, Clemson. I think I don't know. I don't know anything about college football. I watched a little bit of it yesterday. I was at work, but the guy I was working with brought his iPad, and he has the. Uh, if you have like DirecTV and ATV, you can stream it for free or something. There was a lot of rhyming in that, but we watched <laughs> some of it. Yeah, it's uh, I know of like certain cable companies you could watch your TV from anywhere in the world pretty much as long as you have internet access and your login password. Yeah. But anyway, it wasn't for live sports, who would care about TV anymore? Uh, nobody, everybody be YouTube and Huluing and Netflixing and Amazon Priming. Did you Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu or anything this week? Did you watch anything? Yeah, so we'll get into what the hell we've been doing. Um, Black Mirror Season 4. Uh, watch four, four of the episodes. I still have two more episodes left. Um, I like it. There's a lot of criticism these days because, you know, Twitter and social media, everybody has to have an opinion and hate everything. Um that <laughs> funny you saying that from person who hated the last Jedi. Um it's with Black Mirror, there is a lot of depressing stories. Uh Black Mirror, I compare it to Twilight Zone just with futuristic technology, how technology is kinda like uh taking the social out of people. Like there was one episode you know you know how you know like dating apps like Tinder and all that stuff? I mean, I'm aware of them, yeah. Yeah, well, there's an episode where pretty much uh, they pair people and they have to pair, you have to go on a date with them. And they have these devices They go, well, what's the expiration date? The expiration date saying, well, how long the relationship's going to be. So, so they, they're at the dinner table and they all go, all right, three, two, one, and they find out the expiration date. Now, if it's a fling... Uh, you, you know when it's a fling, like it's 24 hours or 36 hours. Some you have a year, some you have like five years, and then eventually you get your the one uh, where you get your perfect match and stuff. So like 
I was like, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you have to go throughout this whole fucking cycle of, you know, knowing the relationship's only going to last that long because you're set up that way. It's kind of like a roadmap of relationships. And there's a twist. There's a twist at the end, like uh, like a Twilight Zone episode. So that's what I like about it. I recommend it. Uh, I'll, I'll, the reason why a lot of people hate it is because I guess everybody thinks that you have to have a happy ending in everything, which is wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, that's very wrong. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about that when we get to our movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, which our movie is the the Neon Demon. Even though on the graphic I put just Neon Demon, so I apologize about that. I don't know. know. I've seen it written both ways, so I I don't know which one's the official, what it actually is. Maybe they got trademarked for both. Uh, What have you been watching, Andy? Um, I went crazy. I watched, uh, in the last four days, I've watched ten movies. I see a Kubrick film in there. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to play a game. Dubs can see all the movies that I listed that I've watched, and obviously Neon Demon was one of them, but I didn't put that in the list. I have, I watched 10 movies total, and I had seen five of them before, and five of them I was seeing for the first time, and obviously Neon Demon is one of the ones I saw for the first time. I wanted to see if you could pick the other four I was watching for the first time. Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, true. Fantasia? No, I'd seen it before. Okay, um... I forgot how fucking dark it is, though. (laughs) Uh, What We Do in the Shadows? I saw that for the first time. Good job. Uh, I'm bad with numeral. Is it? Have you seen that Rocky before? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Rocky four before. Okay. Uh, oh my god, which Total Recall is with the uh, Arnold? The original. Or, the original. Did you yeah. see? See, you had to see that. Earlier. Yeah, I've seen that before. Uh, you already seen I Always Shut. Finding Dory. Yeah, I saw it for the first time. There's one more that I watched for the first time. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two specifically. Yeah. So I did. all this stuff was streamable. I just watched a bunch of movies. Saturday and Sunday, I each watched four movies because here, where I live, it has been like negative two every day, and going outside is a scary proposition. <laughs> it's kind of cold here in Florida. When I mean cold, by fifty degrees. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I never. Have you seen the new Total Recall, by the way, with Colin Ferguson? Is it Colin Ferguson? Nah, I don't really. Colin Farrell, I mean. I don't know why they remade that. Like, why? Yeah, there was nothing wrong with it. It was already great. Just leave alone these movies. God. Uh, Don't don't remake movies that were already directed by uh, Paul Verhoeven. That's that's an easy. Just don't do it. How is Star Trek Beyond? It's okay. Like, uh. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't very Star Trek-y. Like, you know, part of me is always going to be... I hate to be that guy, but it's like, oh, Star Trek's about being smart. They should have problems, and they should solve them. I watched every episode of Next Generation. But in a way, that is what I want from Star Trek. But as far as it being a neat action movie, it's fun. Well, what I think J.J. Abrams did for Star Trek... I mean, he didn't direct that one. I know, but he kind of, like, he was a catalyst for both, pretty much both franchises. Is that, um, Star Trek has a thing where people are like, I don't like politics. You know, I don't want to get into the, you know... Don't watch Star Trek, then, motherfucker. Yeah, but then you, 
you have you're bringing on a new audience, and I get that. I know. I mean, I understand why they did it, and it obviously worked because Star Trek made a bunch of money. Yeah, but it, that's cool. It's lost its jazz, though. Like nobody says, "I want to go see a new Star Trek film." Yeah. Like obviously, well, people. I, I think they did the right thing when they came out with Star Trek Discovery. I think a television show is where Star Trek's going to shine nowadays, especially considering how many of these other TV shows are. You know, everyone's excited about like Walking Dead and and whatever um, uh, Game of Thrones and other TV shows. So yeah, but I think I, that's where Star Trek should be. I think they should like sell it to a streaming company like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime instead of being like, you know what, fuck you guys. I'm gonna we're gonna make our own app system. I don't. I don't figure they're gonna sell Star Trek. I, I imagine they make a shit ton of money off of DVD sales for all the original movies and Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and stuff like that. But I think that's how like these you know corporations are gonna think now. It's like oh they're not watching TV anymore, so let's start making our own app system where they have to pay ten dollars a month and all that stuff. And I'm just like oh god. So I'm going to have like a CBS app. I'm going to have a fucking NBC app and all that stuff. Which I guess is good that they're moving it with the times. But then it's like they're trying to nickel and dime us and pretty much try to put like Netflix in them out of business if they wanted to. They could start taking properties from them and all that crap. We'll see. Eh, Time will tell. Um, What else? Eyes Wide Shut is a fucking freaky but good movie. Um, yeah, I love that I figure you like that movie because it's got Tom Cruise in it. Oh, hell yeah. Tom Cruise, my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> People are going to give me shit for that at like Empire Strike Back. <laughs> um, didn't see Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. I know that's on Netflix. So I need to watch it. That's where I watched it. Because Kurt Russell's in there. Um, I liked it. I liked it better than I think most other people did. Because people expect too much. They think they're gonna always going to get like the same uh, thing from the first one. And everybody should know that sequels are never like the first one. Well, I had a bunch of people tell me, oh, it's not as good as the first one. Oh, I was a little let down. Oh, they're getting real samey. So I like waited for a long time to watch it. And I finally watched it. And it had a bunch of stuff going on that I really liked. Like... The weakest part of several Marvel movies is the villain. The villain is always, like, really boring. But the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is really interesting. Like, I I liked the villain in that movie more than I do most other Marvel movies. And yeah. I don't know. I, I like all the characters. Everyone, every character had, like, a payoff with their own little sub-story. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I, I heard the same thing. I heard Volume 2 has a better villain than the first one because I don't remember the first one. <laughs> All I remember yeah. that there was a dance off. That's all. Yeah, and the first one it was Ronan, and he just—I guess he was working for Thanos, and he got the Infinity Stone, and then instead of giving it to Thanos, he kept it. I think that was his whole spiel. Yeah, it was not very memorable. But then again, not a lot of Marvel villains are memorable, except right. Thanos. That's that's my main problem with a lot of them. Like, um, Red Skull was memorable. Every Spider-Man villain is memorable. That's all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, because I and I think like not ninety percent. It's being hyperbolic and all that stuff. But uh, like seventy percent of Spider Spider-Man's villains is like memorable to the Marvel universe. I guess I'm talking about the MCU though. 
Yeah. Of course, I, I haven't seen uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, so I can't I can't speak for that. But hey, now I'm thinking I can't even remember who the bad guy was in Iron Man Two. In Iron Man One, it was uh, Jeff Bridges, and he was underused. Um, Loki is an interesting bad guy that they've kind of turned into a protagonist. Well, not a protagonist. Well, yeah, a protagonist, like a more of a supporting character because he's so interesting. Like an anti-hero, kind of like a Deadpool in a way. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember the bad guy in the Hulk. I think it was just a bigger, a bigger Hulk man. The the abominable or something like that. Abomination. Yeah. I don't remember who the bad guy was in Iron Man three either. Uh, it was like a ruse. It was supposed to be, um, the man... Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah. yeah. And then it was like Killian or something like that. Spoiler. Ultron was kind of interesting, but ultimately underused. He was still just another, oh, I, I want to take over. Oh, mankind is pathetic kind of thing. He was a stepping stone. Everything was a stepping stone to this very moment in Avengers where the Infinity War is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's part of, another part of the reason I liked Civil War so much, and uh, Winter Soldier was also fantastic as far as like antagonists and motivation for the good guys to do good guy things. Well, yeah, Winter Soldier felt like a fucking James Bond film, and yeah, I, Winter Soldier's great that way. Like they 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 don't just have a main baddie that Captain America has to go chuck a shield at. So so yeah, for the most part, I think the Captain America movies have been. The most solid as far as I've never really thought about that before. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to take up our whole time talking about Marvel movies. What are we? Every other podcast on the internet. <laughs> yeah, we're different. We're that you know big trouble in a little podcast. Anyway, I two games I played that you probably people don't care about, but I'll just mention uh, PUBG. <laughs> same shit. I haven't heard anything about that game. Yeah, same shit, different day. Just I I just started. I I almost, I almost beat the uh, the last guy. I almost beat the game. <laughs> oh wow! You're gonna get that credit roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and NHL 18. I bought it on sale on the holiday sale on um, PlayStation. It was twenty three bucks, so I took advantage of that since I got holiday money. Hmm. I am owning people, so that's all I care about. <laughs> huh. uh, other than that. Uh, I know you're taking a break in gaming, right? You're focusing yeah, on more or less. movies and reading books. I'm not playing anything real serious. I've been, I've been doing the movie thing, and I, I got a month to try to get it built. Yeah, I got books for Christmas. I should actually kind of do the same thing, because I got to get into, you know, reading again. Yeah. It's calming. Um, other than that, let's get into our movie of the week, which was Neon Demon. And Andy, you picked that, so I'll I'll you know hand it to you to talk about what was going on. <laughs> I picked this movie solely because it is directed by one of my favorite directors, Nicholas Winding Refn. He directed uh, Bronson and Drive and Only God Forgives, Valhalla Rising, Pandorium, and a few others. Huh? Didn't he do Pandorium too? I don't know. That one doesn't ring a bell. No, it's a different movie. My bad. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, I love all of... Oh, I haven't seen Valhalla Rising, but like, Only God Forgives is amazing. Drive is one of my favorite movies to come out in the last 10 years. So I thought, oh, Neon Demon, I really want to watch that. And apparently, I didn't realize that Amazon produced this movie. This is an Amazon production studio movie. So mm -hmm. they, they produced it 
Reffin, I think, wrote and directed it. And it's about this girl. I guess she's actually 16, but she goes to L.A. to become a model because she's just so pretty. Um, and Debatable. surprise, people in that, that, that circle are all assholes. And she's staying in a motel that's run by Keanu Reeves. And he turns in one of his worst acting roles I've seen him do. Which is a shame, because I was starting to think Keanu Reeves is better than everyone thinks. He's actually a really good actor. And I saw him in this. I, I didn't think he was that good. It He didn't fit the part. If that he, makes, he didn't really. Yeah. Because you, you, you memorize him as a hero. You remember him as Neo, uh, Bill and Ted, and all that shit. And, like, him putting on that different voice was weird. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, something about his delivery I didn't like. and uh, I don't know, like, he, he he tried to be intimidating a few times, and he didn't come off as intimidating. Even though I've seen him in John Wick, I know he's an intimidating son of a bitch, so... I don't know. But, uh, anyway. She, uh... She starts getting successful. She She gets a... Gets a uh, an agent and like a famous guy shoots her. And one of the scenes I actually did really like is like where he's smearing the gold stuff on her. That part's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't get into spoilers yet, but basically she goes on to she gets better and she gets kind of a big head, and then she discovers just how cutthroat the uh, modeling scene in L.A. can be. And how evil some of these other characters are. Um, I thought the movie was one of the most gorgeously shot movies I've ever seen. Like, yes. There are several scenes that are just like, holy shit, I can't believe what I'm looking at. This is awesome. The colors, and if you have a real good TV, you could see, like, especially the scenes where, you know, they're doing the, the triangle part where she kind of finally... Oh, yeah, where she's on the runway? That part is so cool. Yeah, where she finally kind of like changes personalities right there. And yeah, you're right. That's kind of like she figures out, oh, wow, I'm hot shit. Yeah, and then uh, just other scenes where they're doing photography, like when he was putting the gold on. Uh, I like that scene a lot. The first scene where she's doing the photo shoot with Dean and uh, she's all, you know, full of blood and stuff. Like the colors on that was amazing. Yeah. Even though the agency said this is amateur fucking photos, I thought yeah, I, I thought mean, I thought it was good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Nicholas Winding Refn can shoot something amateur. I think he accidentally made it cool. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen any other movies from him? Have you seen Drive? No, I've heard good things about it though. So Drive that... is wonderfully great. It's a, uh, it's like a, a vehicle. Uh, I'm using air quotes, but it's a pun. It's a vehicle for Ryan Gosling, and he's awesome in it, and the movie is shot great, and it's really cool. What's with the director and these colorful things in the, the box art? Like Neon Demon, uh, Drive has that like kind of like neon feel to it. Look at the cover art for Only God Forgives. Holy shit. <sighs> shit. But yeah, Only, Only God Forgives is also fantastic. But uh, we're talking about Neon Demon, obviously. Um... I guess I'm going to start talking about what I actually thought about Neon Demon and UL as well. I really want to preface this with Refn is one of my favorite directors. He's fantastic. Watch Drive. Um, if you like Drive, watch Only God Forgives. Bronson is great. Uh, Tom Hardy's in it, and he gives one of his best performances ever. But 
Neon Demon, for being one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen, I was just bored to tears several times. Yes. Uh, in the beginning, I almost actually turned it off. And yeah. Because I was like, I get it. They're all models. They all are skinny as fuck. And, you know, they're all like, they all look like they want to eat each other, no pun intended. Uh, you know, to pretty much, it's kind of like a pack of wolves, like try to be the alpha. And that, that's how it felt between the models and stuff. Um, if you're a person that is very uncomfortable with blood uh, and other stuff, uh, I'm trying not to spoil it right now. But right. Uh, but stuff that involves sexually in a way, uh, mm. like like really really bad sexually, <laughs> like don't do this. It's kind of weird if this is your fetish. But if it is your fetish, then I guess it's okay if you watch it. But like, there's gonna be a moment where you're gonna be like, "What the fuck am I? Am I watching a porno? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, yeah, there's a lot of really weird stuff in this movie. It's yeah. Like it's clear that that the people who make it, specifically Reffin, they're all. I mean, there's a lot of experimenting in this movie. There's a lot of stuff that you. It's 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 not avant garde. It's not like it's not Inland Empire. You can tell what's going on. Like the movie has a story that sticks to the story and it shows you the story. There's a lot of symbol like, symbolizing in this film too, which is really oh, awesome. Yeah. There's there's tons of tons of that kind of stuff and. Yeah, I, I was. I'm with you. There were a couple of times I thought about turning it off, but I knew oh, there's got to be a payoff. Um, plus, I had to finish it for the for Big Trouble, obviously. But well, the um, the third act picked up to the point where like I was like, "What is this? A different movie? Did I?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. After uh, after she goes, she goes to a friend who is house sitting. From there on, the movie really really picks up. And by the way, uh, Ruby, who is played by what's her, Jenna Malone, and yeah. I thought was amazing in this film. Uh, kind of questioned, and we'll talk this in the spoiler territory, like how she was there in the beginning in that Dean's fo photo shoot, like seemed planned, in the, in my opinion, which we'll talk later on about. Uh, but. I thought she was a strong character. Uh, the other two, Gigi and Sarah, I just thought they were just goons. <laughs> like, they were just there. And you could tell the jealousy of how, like, because I guess she had it, the it factor, Jesse. Where... Yeah, they have a hard time portraying that. Or maybe I just don't have an eye for it. Like, maybe I don't understand. I don't, like, understand, like, what is is the perfect model. Because... The main character and even the other girls, like, they're pretty, I guess, but it, it, they're not outstanding. And I wondered if maybe something was lost in the fact that it was a movie, or if I'm just a big dumb Neanderthal that, that doesn't understand what looks good. I, I'm going to get a little, like, controversial in a way, uh, with basically all the pedophilia in the Hollywood industry, and how, like, they were looking at her like, oh, man, she has a young body, even though she's, she lied to them saying she was 19. Yeah, she she lies in, in at the beginning of the movie. She goes and talks to her agent, and she's like, tell everyone you're 19. Every time someone asks you, you're 19. 18 is too on the nose. You're going to say 19, but she's actually 16. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's, I think I think you're right. I think that's kind of a nod to them. That's why they like her so much. She's actually too young. Mm -hmm. There's they're, they're pedophiles in Hollywood. Yeah, and 
like every time she entered a room like everybody stared at her and it was kind of to the point i was like i'm looking at her and she's not my type so i'm like what is so good about her i mean yeah that's that's part of i kept getting put off by like okay i get it she's pretty let's move along but everyone has to do the weird stare thing and another another thing they bring up in a way because they're like uh the fashion guy is like well i could tell you're fake everything about you is fake but her she's not fake that's pure <laughs> beauty and i'm like uh-huh. and i'm like yeah i guess i get that but i still like the one that's kind of fake she has pretty yeah. eyes <laughs> no i i i think uh I, I did see the noticeable difference there like i thought they chose a good actress for for the one that gets all the work done because it's like from a distance she's pretty and stuff but I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't find her as a trick. But the thing that kind of confuses me because in the beginning she's so innocent and like being like, "Well, I don't want to lie. That's wrong." And you know, yeah, I have to take my clothes off. What? And when she tr- finally transform into like, "Hey, I got this fucking power. I, you know, I'm the shit." Uh, she kind of blends in with all the other people, and I'm like, she's kind of like them now, and. I couldn't tell the difference between them. So I couldn't see the it factor that they were talking about. The The only time I knew that she had the it factor is when she was herself and she was that innocent. But when she was not innocent, that's when I was like, you're the same. I can't tell anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you got that same uh, idea. When you For saw the it. most part. this uh, I think this is the kind of movie that you can get a lot of different people who and I'll watch it. And I think everyone's going to take away a few things someone else. Mm. I, I do you want to get into spoiled territory now? Yeah, I think it's about time. Um, if if you have interest in seeing this movie, I say you should watch it. Like I know I said I was bored and everything, but this movie is so fucking pretty. And if you if you know how it ends before you watch it, you're taking away. 90% of the enjoyment you're going to get from this movie because the final act of this movie is just, Oh, what, what the fuck? Oh my God. Like you, you start, you start getting into it. So mm-hmm. from here forward, it's Did you feel that Ruby, Sarah and Gigi were kind of like doing like a witch ritual in a way? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's what's implied is they're like, I don't know if they're taking it from something or if they're just like out of their goddamn minds and they're, they're making it up. Like, I, I wondered, is there, like, an urban legend about this? Or is there a precedent for that? Because, uh, I mean, for those of you who are still with us but haven't seen the movie, they don't care about spoilers, they kill the main character. What, it, I mean, they, they eat, her. eat her. Yeah. And I think they bathe in her blood. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I, I should have the info here. I should have been prepared. But I was uh-huh. reading... Uh, about a serial killer who was a woman uh, back in the King Henry days, I believe. And she killed over 650 virgins and bathed in their blood. So, oh, okay. So so there's a precedent for this kind of. Like, was it to steal their youth or their beauty? Or? Yeah, the beauty and the youth. That's why the serial killer did it. And I think mm. that was kind of referenced towards Ruby when you see her in the you know, bathtub of blood. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's clear that, that they're they're jealous. I mean, I thought it was weird because the uh, what's her face, the one that does the makeup, like she's not a model, so I didn't understand her motivation. But I guess it's because she's a I ringleader, mean, obviously. If yeah, 
there's that, but there's also she she tries to force herself on her, and yeah, it does that thing with the dead body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that this scene is terrifying. It, it was too long. Like <laughs> I I was like, all right, you know, do a little feel here and there, maybe kiss her, make it look sexual, I guess. But like. There were sounds and shit, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're going down this road." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, like, it cut from that to, you know, them eating her and like fucking bathing in the shower with her blood and, and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "This is this is straight up porno right here. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is kinky stuff right here." Yeah, yeah. This, this movie's pretty out there. It's crazy. Um. What I was saying with Ruby in the beginning, how she was so out of place from the first scene, uh, I was like, and she didn't ex- really explain why she was there. Like, did Dean hire her as a makeup artist or something? Yeah, she does makeup. Yeah, but it seemed like Dean wasn't a financially stable guy in a way that he could hire makeup people. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. I think I think maybe it was a studio. I think he was renting space, and the studio probably does multiple. Yeah, but that, that's what that's what I kind of gathered. Yeah, and then she, you could tell there was like sexual tension with her and Jesse, where uh, she wanted her all to herself, but then she brought her to her other two, which was Gigi and Sarah, and. It felt like there was a plan from the beginning to like transform her into that that neon demon, uh, where you see like the Triforce thing, and I think that's where the part where she's like, "I'm dangerous," you know, I have this beauty that everybody wants, and then when she's finally transformed into that, you know, <laughs> Super Saiyan beauty and all that stuff, uh, they attack her and they you know bathe in her blood and drink her blood. And you kind of could tell that when, you know, in the bathroom scene where Sarah was pissed off that she didn't get the gig. And when uh, Jesse cuts her hand, she starts like sucking on her blood. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is like weird. Like, this is beyond normal. Like, I get it. Like, most I mean, mod- yeah, I mean there's there's nothing normal or typical about what happens. Is for sure. Yeah, because I know models are really, really like bitchy and get all emotional when they don't get like model stuff presumably yeah and um like the most i I ever saw was somebody getting beat up but nothing to the point where i want to suck your blood i'm like that's vampire and witch shit right there yeah so like that was like a red flag for me i'm like something's going down with these three people and then it did kind of feel like out of nowhere when, you know, Ruby was talking to Jesse by the pool and, you know, Jesse was explaining that her mom said that she's dangerous and all that stuff. Uh, That was a weird scene to me a little bit because mm. we don't know what happened to her parents. All we just know that they're gone, maybe dead, maybe they just she just ran away or something. But uh, then when she entered the mansion and stuff, like when she was getting punched and being ran at with a knife, I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, it seems pretty fucking intense because it's very much out of nowhere. It's not like you don't see the characters discussing what they're going to do. It's just kind of we go to the scene and she goes inside and uh, yeah, it's murder time. 
Yeah. And uh, there was certain scenes that I was confused about, especially the Keanu Reeves one where she sh- he shoves a knife down her throat. I don't. Yeah, is that a dream or not? Yeah. I don't know if that was like symbolizing like he was raping her mouth in a way. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if like they were just <laughs> taking the dick and just replacing it with a knife. There's a lot of characters that don't really, like, have that payoff. It's like she's staying in that motel. It's implied that he's, like, a predator. And, um, like, he's got other girls staying there that that he talks about. Oh, you can take advantage of them and stuff like that. And then, obviously, he assaults someone in the next room or kills her or rapes her or does something. Yeah. And they just kind of cut away from that. And it's, it's, it's interesting that there's not, like... They don't say, "Oh, but don't worry, he got arrested." Like they're like, "No, this he's he's some of the evil that's in the world. He's still out there." But the other male character, um, what was his name? Dean. Yeah. Uh, she just like tells him, "Then leave," and he leaves in a scene, and then he's just not in the movie anymore. Like that's that's weird. Well, after he tells her to, after she tells him to leave, he meets her at the hotel. And she was, he was like, well, well, she was like, why are you here? And he's mm. like, are you really like that? Like, is this yeah, is what right. you become? And she's like, yeah, deal with it. And he, that's it. <laughs> no more. <anymore. laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, I guess, I guess they're just, they're more tools for the development of the main character. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is kind of funny when you think about it, because usually that's people's criticisms with other movies where women are only there to prop up the main masculine characters in this and kind of reversed. I'm going to ask you two questions. Uh, first right. question. Do you think any of these girls are have any like supernatural to them in any way? No, no, I, I think they're just psychopaths. Okay. Second question. Uh, actually second question with two part <laughs> questions in there. The mountain lion that came in the room. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about that. Scene. Uh, the reason I asked you the first question is like, let's say they did have supernatural. Let's say they were witches in some way where they okay. they wanted the beauty. Let's say uh, Ruby, because there is a scene where Ruby's laying in the mansion and above her is a mountain lion. Uh, let's say she shapeshifted into that mountain lion to go check on Jesse and go in the room and stuff. Because it, it, that, that scene felt out of place because it had no symbolizing. Unless you're just saying how Keanu Reeves said it. He's like, well, she probably left the fucking door open and this mountain lion came in and destroyed her shit. Yeah. Like, that I scene... Mean, a mountain ha- lion could have eaten her just as efficiently as a person would. Well, more efficiently, honestly. Or maybe that was just foreshadowing, in a way. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that it, was... It gives Keanu Reeves an, exclu- an ex- excuse to call her the hell... The, no, the wildcat later. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> His fucking accent was terrible in this movie. I just want to put that out there. It just didn't sound like him. Um, the other question is, when she's lying on the floor and fucking pool of blood is coming out of her vagina, I did not get that at all, unless she's having one oh, yeah. bad period. I kind of forgot about that scene, and I don't get it. And I think it's just supposed to be unnerving. Unnerving? Or is it because she finally has her blood in her that... The, the old non-beauty blood is being released in a way. And mm. I don't know, I'm, th- I'm thinking more 
not normal and more like supernatural in a way. Yeah, I mean, that's you can totally read this movie that way. You're right. I hadn't even thought about it, but as, as you've started saying it, I think more and more about other scenes where it's like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, like, first, the only thing I have to question about is why she kissed a dead body. Like, is it because the dead body won't fight back like Jesse did? I don't know. Maybe it's a, a, a release. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe she's dealing with, like, you know, seeing boobies all the time, dead boobies, like she had to touch it. I don't know. Um, it's really good film. Not really good, but just good enough to be like, holy shit, that that act three really redeemed itself in a way where it kind of got me thinking about the other scenes, like the mountain lion, uh, the vagina blood. <laughs> and- you should see Only God Forgives. I, I, think, I think you seem to have liked this movie enough that I think you're Oh, is it just like crazy like this movie? Um, yeah, kind of. It, it's got it's got a lot of the same like bonkers visuals. Nicholas Winding Refn is apparently colorblind, really. So the the only way he can shoot these movies is if the colors are all just crazy, so that so that he can see what's going on. And so what we see is like super colorful, interesting, striking. You know, lots of 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 hard juxtapositions of of primary colors and stuff like that but um only god forgives is uh it takes place in where is it thailand i think and there's like some some uh, uh it's about crime thailand and there's a police officer um and he's one of my favorite characters in any movie ever he's a fucking badass and a force of nature he's a demon well i hope uh it's streamable so. I hope so too, because I really want you to see it. Is it another Ryan? He likes Ryan Gosling a lot. He does. I like Ryan Gosling a lot too. And he he was our uh, best actor in our Big Trouble in the Little Award show, 2017. Yep. I got I got into him a lot this last year. I saw Only God Forgives and, and Blade Runner and Place Beyond the Pines, all that stuff. In times. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall. I think it was an okay film to watch. So if you have it on Amazon Prime, you know, take a look at it. Andy, what, what was your uh, final verdict? I uh, I don't recommend it for general audiences. Like if you just want to watch a Spider-Man movie or Justice League, or if you just want to watch, you know, whatever nonsense. I don't think Neon Demons for you. Yeah, and I I, I think you already know if you want to. See I think uh, there's a lot of Lynchian elements to this movie. If you've seen Refn's other movies and liked them, stuff like that. Like I, I think I think you know more than I do if you want to see Neon Demon. If you're not sure, I don't recommend it to you. Yeah, there's only like a few action scenes in this movie. So if you're looking for action, this is not the movie nope. for you. All right. Other than that. Next uh, uh, next film for next week is Infinity Chamber on Netflix. Uh, I heard that this was a different titled movie. It was called Solomon, I think. And Sol- Biblical. And uh, they didn't have like a publisher or whatever, a distributor or production company or something like that. And they couldn't put it out. They couldn't find a theater. 
to show it or they couldn't have it on Netflix or anything. But they finally got somebody and they changed it to Infinity Chamber. And I hear it's interesting. Uh, Saying saying it's a very smart sci-fi film, whatever that means. Well, I like sci-fi. Yep. So Infinity Chamber, be ready for that. Uh, Not a lot of news this week, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, During the holidays, um, there was one news thing about two people got into a fight on Call of Duty and they swatted. Well, one guy was like, oh, yeah, you're going to swat me? Do it, bitch. And he like gave this fake address to this uh, swatter. And they swatted this guy. The cops came in. Uh, the 911 call was pretty much, I shot my dad. And I have my mom and brother at gunpoint, pretty much. So the intensity was high already for the cops to come in. And while they uh, went to the house, they shot the, the you know the father uh, of two kids in Wichita, I think. Jesus. And... Like hours later during a day, uh, Keemstar. If anybody knows who Keemstar is, he does. Nope. He does like a uh, rumor mill kind of stuff, like a TMZ for YouTubers. Oh, and, and, and well, that's that's like two layers of stuff that I hate. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he did a good deed where he actually found the swatter and gave the police the name of the, the person who did it. Good. And he is now arrested. And Good. They need to make an example of him. They truly do. I think life in prison. Um, I do not want to see five to ten years. I don't want to see parole. They should really make an example out of him. This, by the way, this isn't the first time he's admitted for doing uh, bomb uh, threats and stuff to places. He did other swatting. So you have to really make this guy an example. He should not have. He should have. Should not have a window in his cell. I don't want him to see the earth <laughs> or the outside world. I don't want him to see any type of freedom. In my opinion, I would give him the death penalty. I would give him twenty five to life. Not twenty five. I don't think he's gonna get the death penalty for. I mean, what is involuntary manslaughter? Maybe. Uh. I mean, he, I don't know. I don't know how they'll phrase what he has done. He pretty much murdered the guy, but he, he's not. It's like probably like a seventh degree something. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I just this needs to stop. You're wasting police resources. Uh, you're making another people in danger. Yeah, you're putting other people in danger. You're making another you know cop shooting innocent people again. So that's another thing that happened um it's just it's fucking stupid and the internet is becoming more toxic and toxic every day to the point where i want to go back to reading books <laughs> where uh i want to get away from the internet a little bit because it's it's starting to become like the old days like the medieval times and all that stuff like i don't know it doesn't have i mean Back in the the younger days of the internet and stuff, there was, and it was still different. There was there was a charm that there isn't now. I mean, it's still very much a sick and twisted place, but it's always been that. 
Yeah. Uh, I think because now you're getting more access and, you know, people are using, well, I need to have an opinion and everything because my opinion matters. I'm entitled and everything. Uh, they could start pushing agendas. They could. It's just it's the Wild West on the Internet, to be frank, where if you're not the morals are gone, <laughs> there is no morals on the Internet anymore. Like when it first came out, yeah, you had the you know you had the bad shit, but you also had in the back of your mind being like, well, that is wrong to do, so I'm not going to do that. Mm. Now it's like a lot of the people would just be like, "Fuck it, I'm behind a keyboard and never going to find me, so I'm just going to say like bad shit," and it's stupid. But moving on from that, I'm not going to name the kid because he doesn't need to be fucking named. He's a fucking scumbag. And his parents are the reason why he's a fucking scumbag. So, bad. Yeah, as long as the police got him. Yep. He's fucking in good hands now. He's going to get fucking fucked in a jail cell. So, anyway, uh, from one idiot to another idiot, um, Logan Paul, he's a, uh, an old viner with his brother, Jake Paul. And. You're just doing all the internet news this week, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Viner's, uh, you know what They Vine, shut down Vine, didn't they? It's gone, yeah, right? Yeah, they shut down Vine. It was like a app where you could do like six-second videos and stuff because, you know, people on the internet have a small attention span. There was some funny stuff on there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I had I loved Vine because it was some, like, funny shit and stuff. Yeah. But then you had, also had the toxic people, which were oh, of Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Um, they do comedy skits. Um I, I, I don't know what's funny, because maybe because I'm not the young kids anymore. I, I don't know what the it uh, thing is. He, he did all, like, the dabbing. He does, like, music videos, rap videos, or something like that. And uh, he was doing a vlog where he went to, like, this suicide mountain uh, forest in Japan. Hmm. And while they were shooting, uh, they found somebody hanging on a tree in the forest. And instead of being like, man, I can't show this on uh, my YouTube video, he shows the dead body on his YouTube video. Mm. And he goes like, oh, man, the, the hands are purple and stuff, and it's a dead body. But then at the end, like, there's an edit, be like, you know, suicide's a bad thing, and if you're feeling alone, call this hotline. And there's a big uproar being like, well... You're just using the dead body for views, and I yeah, clearly. And I agree with them because like it's very obviously what they're doing. It's just it's super morally wrong, but from a greedy perspective, this bad publicity is going to make them even more popular. Uh, yeah, of course. If I was YouTube, uh, which they're never going to do, is I would ban him. Uh, because this is not looking good for their reputation in a way because you're banning or at least you're demonetizing smaller youtubers for profanity and other stuff and this guy's showing a dead body and he's one of your stars on your platform which is kind of like a double standard in a way so just like the swatter i think you have to make an example out of him but because he's getting a billion views every day so they're not going to do it. 
and because he made a sorry video and and deleted the original video i guess that's enough for google to be like oh you know what he he said he's sorry so let's move on and google is going to be as hands off as possible they they want to get away from this as well, they, they, they don't even want to do their own copyright protection. They want a robot to do it, and they just want to they, they just want to get a deposit from how much money they're precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they want to make money off of him. Which, I guess, in a business point of view, I get it. And But morally, like I said, the internet's fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna go live in a cave. <laughs> okay. With books. I mean, we're not going to be able to do the show, but okay, I guess. No, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll go to the library. <laughs> we'll, we'll stand outside your cave and shout it at the town down below. <laughs> Did you see any movies? Nope. Cool. <laughs> Did you see a movie? Yeah, I made a, like, a fire shadow, you know, the shadow movies and stuff, and I just reenacted Armageddon. Oh, well. Yeah, that's all the news, pretty much. Um, let me look at Kotaku real quick before maybe some breaking news happened while we Kotaku. The mm. internet doesn't like them. Who cares? <laughs> I know. I, I, I read Kotaku too. Um Gravity Rush two players race to unlock items, don't care. Uh now you're just renewsing the news. No, we're not doing this. Let's move on. Alright, moving on. There's nothing to move on to except end uh, the end the show. Let me down. Go to your cave. <laughs> Go to my cave. Um, we got we got to get back into coming attractions, though. Isn't there an episode of Ren and Stimpy where is it? Ren lives in a cave for a, he like gets trapped in there and he goes crazy. I know I just described half of the Ren and Stimpy episode. Yeah. Did you watch Ren and Stimpy when you were a kid? Here and there. Um. Oh, just here and there. I. I got freaked out in Ren and Stimpy when I was a kid. Good. <laughs> that and uh, you're watching something you get freaked out about, though. I mean, I'll I'll just steer us away from that if you don't really watch it. But obviously, we have to watch Infinity Chamber. But after that, what are we going to watch for the rest of the month? Um, I mean, you want to talk about my Twilight Zone episodes that I have here? I mean, I just want to say that we're going to watch Twilight Zone. Yeah, I want. Yeah, we're gonna do two episodes each since they're like thirty minutes long. I know certain Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episodes, uh, like in the beginning of the season, they have like an hour long because probably they're like premieres and all that stuff when they were aired in like the seventies, sixties, I think. Sixties. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Infinity Chamber should be fun. Twilight Zone episode should be fun because I know me and Andy love Twilight Zone. Everyone so, should love the Twilight Zone. It's my favorite favorite television show ever. Ah, you you know some people don't like to think while they're watching shit, so they like to be Michael Bayed into explosions. I mean that's fine. I'm I'm trying to get to the point. Consider this my New Year resolution. In fact, I'm trying to get to the point where I don't look down on what other people like. Like, I've already started getting away from, uh, you know, it's always like, oh, you've never seen Lawrence of Arabia? You have to watch it. I'll learn it to you. Oh, it's the best. Blah. I try, I'm trying not to be that guy anymore. I just kind of want to be like, oh, you've never seen Lawrence of Arabia? It's fantastic. You should watch it. And then if they're like, oh, do you have it? I'll loan it to you. But I'm trying to get to the point where 
if if someone likes the Transformers movies, um, we're not going to have a lot in common. But whatever, I guess. What 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 am I going to do? Bring down Hollywood? <laughs> no, my thing is, and it's okay to have a different opinion, but I hate yeah. the people that go, Black Mirror is terrible because depression. I'm not watching the rest of the shit, and I'm just like. But there's a story behind each one. If you look in between the lines, there was actually a good thing about it because they're talking about how technology is taking over the human nature of things. And the people that are against the technology, even though there's a depressing endgame of the story, is trying to stand up to it in a way. So like, if you're looking at it from that point of view, then it's not depressing it's more of a rebel <laughs> that eventually never you know gets victorious <laughs> but i don't know it same thing with other movies like movies that make you think or where you have to watch it a thousand times in order to know what the story is i just like thinking movies but i, I don't shit on people if like somebody's like i like twilight i'm like well okay you like vampires i guess <laughs> you like I, I might snicker involuntarily it's like yeah. really yeah but oh, i yeah. i would never tell people you're fucking waste of like an opinion because you like this movie and you hate my movie kind of thing i just go yeah, totally. I'm, i you just gotta go but here's the reason why. Just like how we had that debate with The Last Jedi. I still think it's a crappy movie, but it's your opinion, man. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to shoot you down because of it. You better not. Yeah, on that note, guys, this is episode 22 of 2018 of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe to us on YouTube. Still trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do for audio uh, because I want to do it on SoundCloud, but I want to make sure that people will subscribe to it. So I guess I have to make it to see if people want to subscribe to it. <laughs> mm. So everybody, we will see you next week because I got to figure out what my schedule will be like. And y'all have a good week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and listening.